Episode 94. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. Instead of a bum. Which is what I am. Let's face it. It was you, child. On a long, lonesome highway. East of Omaha. Listen to the engine moaning out his one old song. You think about the woman, the girl you knew the night before. But your thoughts will soon be wandering. Good evening, Don't Run Me fans. I'm Asus, the man on the other side of the mic is EC. How you doing, EC? Doing well, feeling good. Long day today, but I'm excited to be back. I know we had some conflict issues, but uh, good to finally be back doing the thing we love to do. So ready to get ready to get to it. Yeah, let's uh, let's see how. Uh, I mean, there's been a lot of news since the last time we talked. It's been what two weeks, um, and I know there's some scheduling issues. You know, just two weeks. But the last thing I want to do, the last thing I want to do. Let's talk about player performance, you know, since the Arsenal game, since the Chelsea game. You know, I mean, we can dip into the Brentford game towards the end of the, in, in, in this podcast, but, I mean, it's the end of the season. I think I think everybody in their in their right mind, every Manchester 5 fan in their right mind is waiting for the end of the season because I think we have some exciting, you know, there's, you know, what do they say? It's a... It's uh, bright on the horizon, right? You know, it's uh, we have a bright future ahead, and I think it's a bright future. Um, in the past two weeks, I know, I mean, I know this is old news, guys, but we have to talk about it because it's just exciting news. We have, I, I mean, I'm excited to see. I know you wanted the other man, but Eric Ten Hag has agreed to be Manchester United's manager, and you know what he's doing? He's putting the, his balls on the table and saying, now, nah, we're going to do this my way or the highway. And that's something that I think Jose wanted to do, and he got kicked out. And obviously, the you know, the, the board cited the players. And, you know, we can, you know, I know we've had arguments back and forth where I know you said that, you know, the reason Jose got fired is because he went against the board. But, you know, obviously the board sided with the players, especially with that Paul Pogba role. But this time... The board saying, "All right, uh, it's your way of the highway," and it goes to show because Matt Judge, EC, our Ed Woodward 2.0, has resigned. He'll be out by summer, uh, and the two top recruiting or global recruiting guys have resigned as well. So it, it goes to show with Ragnick, I guess, the foundation that Ragnick has put in place, and even though that Ragnick has not been uh, the coach that we wanted and everybody said he was going to come and bring this Gangnam style, you know, press and blah 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 and you know you saw it the first game and then after that players like, we're not fucking doing this the only good thing that Ragnick did, has done, from, in my point of view, he's, point, he's he's got the cancers out and he's brought them to the surface he's brought the players that, you know, like brought the cancerous players to the surface and it showed the public 
which the public were backing, which I've been saying for I don't know how long, you see. I've been saying this for a whole year, you know, because these players, just like Roy King said, these players threw Ole under the bus, these players are going to throw, I mean, sorry, these players throw Josie under the bus, these players are going to show throw Ole under the bus, and they did that, and they did this to Ragnick, and what he did, he, he subtly, in his press conferences, talked about the, 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 the players, which I've been saying for all this time. I think I feel vindicated with Ragnick, with Ten Hag, with everything on this podcast to say I've been right so damn long about the players. It's been the players. Yes, we can say the Glazers and blah, blah, blah. Yes, it's the culture. And yes, now they're getting the culture out. They're, they're, you know, they're, 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 they're getting the, the, play, the people behind the scenes. But also the players that have been coddled for so long. For so long. It's the players. It's like their image. Their image right. They don't play for the team. And that's what Ragnick's done. That's the most positive thing that Ragnick's done. And hopefully with uh, the, the blueprints for the future, with him and Ten Hag, I know, I know Ragnick's going to be coaching the Austria team. And then we'll, we'll talk about, we'll, we'll hit on that here in a bit, what, how the effect that's going to be. But they're going to show, especially because Liverpool and Man City are leaving us in the dust. And, I mean, Chelsea too, with so much crap that, you know, Abramovich out and all that. Still, Chelsea's better than us. Arsenal's already might surpass us as well. It's going, it's going to show of what it needs, you know, what needs to happen on the club first. It needs to be the club, and, and you know, commercial success will follow. <coughs> and that's what Ragnick's done, and that's what Ten Hag has to look forward to going forward. Yeah, I, I think I, you know. Obviously, I don't. I don't agree with it. It's the players. I do think that there's players who've had individual uh, bad seasons, but I think uh, solely blaming the players uh, for me. I, I, I've put my stance on that. I won't repeat myself. I don't think Ole did a good job. I don't think Ragnick did a good job. Um, I think if you look at both of their their CVs while they were here, but I think ultimately what you're looking at now is the ownership. You know, letting those contracts expire and run down, it's not so much, you know, the Deadwoods leaving. It's more or less the contracts have ran out. So, you know, I don't think either one of those guys, you know, you know, did anything to 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 change really anything. I think we were kind of getting in the same direction of just not winning championships. Um, you might get the one-off trophy, um, which, you know, all they didn't do, Ragnick didn't do. Um, there were some managers, I think, who were a lot better, you know, in Jose and, and Van Hall who were able to do that because they're good coaches. But, um, no, I, I think the one thing for me that I think you've been saying for a long time that, that no one's really been talking about are players like Juan Mata who you've been saying just play him at the 10, just play him at all, any, any position. Um, I think those players don't, didn't get the opportunity under Ole for sure, definitely not Regnick until the very end. Um, you know, players like Matic playing in his natural role. Um, you, you see how well those guys played. I think we played our best game of the season. I know we're going to break it down too much, but I just feel like those coaches um, who had an opportunity, I think, to do really great things, I feel like played players that they probably shouldn't have played. So I think I do disagree with you, you know, just blaming the players, but I agree with you wholeheartedly that there were players that you were clamoring for to get a chance um, that just didn't get a chance for whatever reason. Maybe it was bad practice, but 
I think if you look at a player like Juan Mata, who's also, you know, about to leave, um, you know, that's someone who we got him at 25 years old. And to see his career just kind of be, I don't want to say thrown away, but essentially just a waste. And now he's 30 years old and he's probably going to go to a good club, probably somewhere in France or Italy and play really well. So, you know, I just think that it's it's twofold. I do agree that there are players who need to be called to the carpet. I'm not disagreeing with that, but um, I don't think that it's a, a complete player, you know, thing for me. I think I think the coaches that we've chosen in the past haven't been the best. And, you know, I'm not going to come off Ragnick's neck either um, as if he was some savior. Uh, I, I don't think he did a very good job. So uh, ultimately, he's moving on. Um, you know, I wish him the best. I hope he does well because obviously he's going to be with us to some capacity. But um, my hope is that what you said earlier, which was they gave him the keys, they gave Ten Hag the keys to this uh, to this this uh, Ferrari. I just hope that he doesn't crash it um, because, like I said, I know how he wants to play. He's going to have to essentially start from scratch. You know, if you're talking midfield, center defense, midfield players, strikers. I don't really think he has the future set yet. So, I, you know, hope he does well. hope the fans are patient. I know there are a lot of fickle fans out there that if they, after the first season, if he doesn't do well, they'll be ready to get him out of there. Um, so I hope they're patient and let, let the four-year project kind of um, come to fruition and, and let things kind of play out as they may. So um, very excited. Like you said, you got people up top that are moving on, and you've got some football heads that are going to be making decisions. Um, that's how it should have been ran. And, you know, hopefully uh, things can start to turn around. With the with the whole tag, uh, ten act thing, and I think I like his style of play. And I've been, I've been watching more and more of, I'm, I'm saying highlights, but, yeah, I mean, there are highlights on YouTube. I don't watch the Dutch League. But what I like, I mean, it's kind of blasphemous, blasphemous for me to say this right now. He comes apart. He comes from the Pep Guardiola tree. I guess, you know, um, and it, I think with the, the tools, you know, the monies that he's going to have and hopefully, um, God, who are they bringing in this guy, the Monaco, I know he's going to get sacked from Monaco, but the Monaco, um, dang it. I bet, I bet I mentioned this guy in the pod before. I think he's going to come in as a director of football. Um, he's worked with Ragnit in uh, Leipzig uh, and and numerous projects that have you know that have you know developed the talents of Sadio Mane. Um, who else? A lot of the a lot of the Premier League players are that are right out there right now. Golly, who's the kid guy's name? You see, I, don't know, I just saw his name earlier. Shouldn't be drinking too much. That's one thing. I think that's why I should not be drinking. Um, Anyways, he's a Monaco sporting director, and obviously, I think he's gonna he's gonna get let go. I don't know if that's a bad sign that he's getting let go from Monaco, but I mean, shit, Thierry Henry got let go from Monaco, and it's very hard to win at that at that place. To my Paul Mitchell. Paul Mitchell, there you go. Paul Mitchell, obviously, and as well, I think he was a part of the uh, Tottenham rebuild as well. Paul Mitchell, I think he's been rumored to come in and to be the director of football. Hell, who knows? The next Matt Judge could be, and would you be, I mean, I know this is a total rumor. I'm just throwing it out there. I've not heard anything. I've not read anything. But Edwin Van Nassar, from what he's doing at at, um, 
at IX, do you think it would be a far-fetched idea to say, you know what, Edwin, uh, come to back to your old club and be be the be the Ed Woodward on the business side and the commercial side, and let Paul Mitchell do what he's doing on the um, on the um, on the football side, you know? I mean, because Matt Judge was technically right. Ed Woodward's protege that he was going to come in and, you know, and he knows the business and deals and whatnot. I mean, fucking Manchester United sells itself, right? We've been shit for so long, and yet we still make money hand over fist. It doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist to get fucking sponsorship deals, right? You need just lawyers to, to negotiate that crap. Um... But where Edward Van der Sar could, could come in, just like he's done with Ajax, is bring maybe some cachet to it, you know, some backing to it, where where people are standing in front of Paul Mitchell and Edward Van der Sar and they say, you know what, you're football people, yeah, you know, instead of, you know, instead of, you know, the Manchester United tax and not get fleeced over what we've been getting fleeced over, you know, these 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 uh these transfers over the years, like paying more than we need to, paying more weekly wages. You know, they can say, you know, you're worth this. This is what you're gonna, we're going to pay you, or you can go somewhere else. You know, they have more backbone, uh, and I think uh, that'll be that'll be awesome. Hopefully, the Paul Mitchell rumors are true, and you know, my pipe dream of getting Edwin Van Dessar to come in as the bad judge replacement. Hey, man, you know, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna what do you, what do they call it? Think it into fruition. You know, uh, dream it into fruition. You see, speak speak it into fruition. There you go. My wife took my wife took my was it when was it the last full moon? I did some bullshit. I'm gonna get we're getting off. I'm getting off some. Uh, I'm getting off a little football road here. I'm gonna tell you. My wife's like a witch, right? I say she's a witch. She's not really a witch. She believes in these crystals and all that shit. You know what I mean? She fucking has like stones beside the, you know, beside her bed. You know she believes in that crap. She wears these crystals and shit. So the last time she's like, oh, it's a it's a full moon. When was it? I forgot when it was, like, during the full moon of April. And she got a jug of water, and she says, speak your affirmations on what you want to blah, 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 you know, your, what you want to do. And I said, I want to I want to shoot below 100 in golf, you know, break 90, I think I said, you know, in golf. So she, you know, she put the, the fucking jug of water outside during the full moon. And I guess through the cycle, you're supposed to leave it outside. So I, I was cutting the grass, and what the fuck is this jug of water outside for? You know what I mean? I, mean, I didn't know she was going to do that. So she brought it inside, and she's like, do you want to drink some water? I'm like, well, no, it's been outside for the you know past couple of days. I don't know if it's good or not. <laughs> you know? She's like, no, it's the it's the full moon water. You're supposed to drink it to make your affirmations come true. So I drank it, <laughs> and I still shot over 100, so that's fucking bullshit. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, yes, speak it into fruition. Yes, Edwin Bannister. I mean, that'd be, that, that would be um, something that I think that could move the team forward because we are so many miles, you see, so many miles by uh, Arsenal, I mean, Man City and, and, and Liverpool. And Liverpool seemed like they did it so quickly. I mean, it wasn't very, I mean, because they got the Champions League. They won the Champions League in, what, 06? They beat uh, AC Milan in 06. AC Milan beat them or won in 07. We won in 08. And they went through a drought. And then they hired uh, Klopp in 15, right? 
So yeah, fifteen. But I mean, they went on a thirty-year drought. No, no, not thirty-year drought. They went on a thirty-year league drought. They still went to the Champions League yeah. several times. Which I, which I think for them, and I think their fans is is really what they want. And I think that's kind of what United and Liverpool kind of stand on is the league. And I think Champions Leagues, yes, that's that's great and all. But I think bringing that league cup home was something that they did on a regular basis, kind of like we did in the 90s and 2000s. So I think they had a big drop off. I I, I think we're kind of catching them in that sense. But I I understand what you're saying. But I I think they had a pretty big, significant drop. They have, what, five league, five uh, Champions League titles compared to our three. Um, Mm -hmm. Chelsea has two. And Chelsea has two in the past decade or 2000 ish you know what I mean from then R3 you know which we had in 68 99 and 08 you know that's pretty good that's a pretty big span of, of kind of this European titles because it wasn't Champions League back in 68 when uh, George Best and, 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 and Bobby Charlton won so it's it's I'm, I don't know where I'm going with this um, but the structure of the club where it needs to go I mean, Liverpool did it technically within because they won in 2008 or they went to the final 2008. They won it in 2019. So you're thinking about three or four years of where you're actually contending, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would say that when Klopp came in, I would say that first year they finished eighth and then he started to turn things around, got the right players in place, got his system acclimated it took him about four seasons I, I that's that would be my guesstimation if you go back into Klopp's kind of tenure and compare compare them to us where when Brendan Rodgers left they were one game away from winning the league right they were, they were one slip away slip away there you go yeah you go. slip away so they weren't too far off from going to where they needed to go and I think they got eight the next season, right? Is that true? He, he finished eighth. He finished eighth. And he needed to get his system implemented, his players. This is a you know, this is a winning coach though, and I think that's a big, you know, difference as well when you come in and you've won several trophies in the German league and you've, you know, done the double a couple times. You're used to it. And I think yeah. some of the you know, even the, the, the chants are the same, the wall, the crowd. So I think it was a, a smoother transition for Klopp as opposed to you know, our past coaches, the past two anyway, they never want anything in their life. So I think the transition, if you look at Jose coming in, you know, he at least won something. But if you look at his CV, he had won several things before he got here. Same thing with Klopp, not Klopp, sorry, uh, with uh, Van, Hall. Um, Van Hall. Same thing. He, he'd won several things. So I, th- I just I think it's just a different scenario when you're talking about, you know, who's at the top making those decisions of who's going to be in charge of such yeah. a big club. If you haven't won anything and you come to United, it, it's it's almost like we turned into this, well, you can just try it out and see how it goes. And that's just not that's just not good business. But again, that that's my whole thing of the people who are in charge. And I think this guy coming in now, he's won things. I know he lost the cup the other day. I watched that game. Very good game. Very competitive game. They They were in it. But he still has an opportunity to win the league. So, you know, coming in a winner, young, hungry, 
huge job. He'll have more resources. And hopefully, you know, Paul Mitchell being in, in charge of recruitment, um, you know, the hope and the prayer for me anyways is, is that, you know, they can get some of these kids in who they're looking at, Enzo Fernandez, Musa Diaby, Pau Torres, you know, if they can get some of these guys in and they can learn the system that he wants to implement, mm-hmm. um, I, I think it could be a good situation. I just think the fans have to be patient. And I, that's the hardest part because of who we are. You know, if it was, you know, some club that just got promoted, I think people would be a little bit more, you know, patient. But I think right now you're looking at it, you're going, all right, we're going to give you $100 million this summer, 115. You're going to go get your players. All right, let's start winning championships. And you know better than I do. It just doesn't work that way. I think, so, they're, I think they're giving a 200, right? I'm just being more Rumored. realistic okay. about it. I've heard the numbers 200. I'm looking at the players, and then I just I always pause, and I go, okay, if we're going to make a decision, who's the people making the decision? It's the Glazers. I always pause and go, I'll, put, I'll probably say about half of that, and maybe a little bit over if it's someone who he really, really, really wants. And I think, look. If it's 200 and that's what it is and that's the rumor out there or the Glazers have said something and that's what he wants to do, um, I hope he holds them to the to the fire mm-hmm. and says what Van Hall says. You know, Van Hall's very, very public about saying how he knew when he got to United they were going to support him financially and they did not do that. So, you know, I think if, if they say what they've been saying, what you said earlier, which is here are the keys, you're the man. You, we, we're going to get out of your way. We're going to give you football people to make decisions. You buy the players you want. You do the training. You get the fitness coaches in that you want. You get the assistant coaches in that you want. And we're going to let you do your thing. I'm excited about that. You know, I, I really, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm excited. I'm optimistic. You know, there's a lot of players who, you know, it didn't work out for them here as far as winning the league. I know we wanted that. We wanted Champions Leagues. None of those things happen. So. There's for me, you know, you move on from from these players. Some of them I'd love to stay, you know that. But again, at the end of the day, it's a business, and you've got to move on. And 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 and, and I think a lot of fans are in that way too. You know, we've got to stop playing the blame game of saying it's this player's fault, it's that player's fault. I think if an individual has a bad game and they don't play well, it's our job, especially as pundits, to say you played horrible. And we expect you to play better. And I think that's the job of the fans and the, and the job of the pundits. So, you know, same thing with the coaches, same thing with the board. It's it's our job to hold those people accountable for, for the things that they do, good and bad. So, you know, I'm excited to see him come in. I wish I wish we didn't have any more games, but I, you know, I, I kind of love the way we play the last one. And I'm like, let's just keep doing that. But it's 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 all going to be changed and, and chopped and screwed anyway. So, um very excited, very nervous as well a little bit, but, you know, I'm, I'm ready. We've got two more games, and then he'll be able to lead that uh, that tour in Australia and, I think, Thailand, right? Yes, Thailand. Yes, sir. So, well, really uh, exciting times. Champions League, too, right? If uh, if West Ham wins no Europa League, because Europa League starts, what, in August, right? Hell, I'm not sure. We only get we only get like two months off, and then it's. I mean, and we'll be on tour, you know, playing games before that. Yeah, before that happens, anyway. I mean, so depending on where we finish with Europa League, I want to say you have like the playing games for Europa League coming in like latter July, August wise. Where, I mean, you're you're being you're gonna go on tour, but I mean, I know we're we're what in 
sixth place right now. I mean, outside chance of fourth, uh, which is a very outside chance. I mean, it has not been, how do you say, mathematically de denied yet. Um, yeah, but, it's five points. Yeah, I mean, depending if, if we win these next two matches and uh, Tottenham and Arsenal lose these next two matches, then we get Champions League. That, that would be a freaking miracle, and we don't deserve it. But, um, I mean, I, I, I want to say Europa League starts somewhere around early that time. Uh, and the only good thing about the summer, you see, is the fact that there's no international tournament. So maybe this uh, World Cup coming in November, uh, with you know, is kind of a good thing for us, you know, to where it gives Eric Tenak a summer to get his players in, get players out, and also, um, you know, train them, you know, coach them up the way they need to be coached, and we can start the summer um, in the new the new season fresh, and then they go off to international football. I don't know who's going to be a part of that. I mean, who's going to be on the team? I don't know. Um, but that tournament, I think it starts Thanksgiving all the way to what? the Almost Christmas, I want to say. Because the week of Thanksgiving, it's like, I know it's like the best week of football. I mean, best week of sports is like um, England plays United States, I think, that week of Thanksgiving. Uh, A&M plays <laughs> LSU. Uh, Dallas plays on, you know, you know I know you're, you're Washington I'm sorry, admirals, right? Admirals, generals. It, it's even worse. It's commanders. Commanders. There you go. I, I couldn't. I couldn't say the last, the, the old name. You see, I couldn't say it. Um, I try my. I try my best not to say it. <laughs> Dallas plays on Thanksgiving, but I. I want to say that week's like a freaking. I mean, uh, uh, fun pack week of football. Football. I mean, this sport. Period. Um, so I think I want to say they start somewhere on. Middle November to middle December. November twenty first. November twenty first is the start date for World Cup. Okay, so it's and the, end, the ending is Sunday, December eighteenth. So pretty much right before Christmas. So who knows what's gonna happen when? Um, and shit for the Premier League during Christmas. That's the hardest time. That's the most crunch. That's the the impact, right? Because you have what the Sunday, the weekend before Christmas. The Boxing Day, which is the, last, the, the day after Christmas, uh, you have the weekend before another game, I think I want to say before New Year's, and then you have another game after New Year's. You have like a four-game row, four games in like, uh, what, a 12-day span, somewhere in there. So who knows what they're going to do with that, you know? With all the international players are going to be gone. And who knows who's going to be an international player in this team? Uh, I mean, if he's going to bring in a lot, a lot of young players... Are they international players? Are they playing for the country? Who knows? And let's get into that, you see, because, I mean, on the international side, Ralph Ragnick is, uh, picked up the Austria job. I think he's going to what still keep his consultancy job. Apparently, it's reported with Manchester United. Can he do his job both ways? Because, I mean, honestly, you're with your... I mean, you look at Gareth Southgate. How many fucking times is he, you see him at Stamford Bridge during the fucking season? Or you see him at Old Trafford? Or you see him, you see him at the Etihad? Or you see him at, uh, at the Emirates Stadium? You know what I mean? I mean, all he's doing is scouting. But the time that they're with the players, I mean, 
it's very little. Is uh, am I am I kind of like I'm I'm thinking it's no big deal. I think he can do both jobs. Yeah, he's going to be able to do both jobs um, because I don't I don't think that you know. And this is just what I'm getting from the athletic. He's not really going to be at United full time anyway. Yeah. It's it's going to be kind of in and out. So I I think ultimately. You know, like what you just said hits it right on the head. You know, if you're going to these games, yes, you're obviously going to the games where the Austrian players are in so you can see who you're going to pick, but someone else is going to catch your eye. So if you're at these games watching games and there's another kid that catches your eye, you can make a quick phone call to United Brass and say, hey, this kid came out here and killed it. Yes, I'm looking at Austrian players, but this kid killed it. And so let's go ahead and take a stab at him. So it, it kind of helps out and goes twofold because – you know, like I said, to your point, that's kind of their job. They have to go out, scout the best Austrian players, yeah. and if they just so happen to be in the Spanish League or the Italian League or the English Premier League, he's going to see other talent while he's there. So, you know, he'll be able to do it. Um, I'm not I'm not worried about, about that. Um, I think this is him looking at an opportunity um, based off of what he just came from, being at a hugest club in the world at United. And now taking that experience and then placing it to, you know, um, Austria, which is a good football side. So, um, you know, congratulations to him. I, I, I hope him all the best. Um, I, I Like I said, I'm not bashful about how I felt what he did here while he was here. Um, I liked his honesty. That's that about it. Um, but as far as, you know, his coaching career is concerned, I, I didn't really see any, any sparks. But, again, coming in six months I'm not. I'm not too upset about it. He, he came in and, and did the best uh, that he could. So, um, wishing the best. Hopefully, they do things. Don't beat the. Hopefully, they don't. I don't they don't play us in the. Uh, they're not in our group. But, um, you know, if he can lead them to do great things, awesome. I don't see it happening. But you know, you never know. But yeah, no. I think I think he'll be fine. I don't. I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, and I think that's kind of one of those things where he's looking at it, getting these opportunities, being on the big stage. Um, they're looking out and saying, you know, this guy's going to hold people accountable. He's going to be honest, and that's what they're looking for. So I, I think it's a good selection to go ahead and go and get him. All right, see, um, I'm going to do conspiracy conspiracy theory here. All right, you uh, you uh, you watch the Spanish league more than I do, so you know more about that. So I, I'm not going to I'm not going to try to bullshit my way through this. Right. So David Alaba. What's going on with him in Real Madrid? Because he didn't play today. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think ultimately, I think he was a player who I, I mean, you probably as well thought that he'd stay with Munich for the rest of his life. I think he, like most players, looks at a club like Madrid. That's a lot of kids' dreams yeah. to go there and play. Um, I ultimately think, you know, I don't know if Ancelotti will be there or not. I know he's he's become a fan favorite, become some of the memes of these pictures that he's taking, but I don't, I don't think David, um, for me anyways, I don't think that's an indictment of him not being able to come back. I think if you look at his, his stature and his career and what he's done now going to another league and winning another title, um, he'll, he'll get picked up somewhere. If not Madrid, um, PSG, a top club in England, I think would Manchester pick him up. Manchester United? I, I could see it happening. <laughs> But I yeah, think conspiracy the thing theories. Is, is, uh, Ragnick, I, Ragnick is the Austrian coach, and he is Austrian. I think. I think if you if you're looking at the type of player, right, the the, the type of player he wants, 
And this is this is really deep for for me, anyways, because I think De Gea played probably one of his best seasons. Mm-hmm. And goalkeepers really they get better in their prime. He wants the Alaba type of player, the player who can play the ball, pass the ball, score, you know, not just be out there to just play defense. And I think Alaba is one of those ones where you know he can get forward. I mean, he he literally could have played left or right wing his whole career, but he played defense. He even played center back some. So I don't I don't think that he um, wouldn't would be a bad option because I definitely if you look at both left and right side I don't mind Tellez and um, and the lot going forward but defensively Alaba's in a whole other he's in a whole other class so it would be great for me personally but I just think that if you're looking at it from um, a financial standpoint. If you're spending 200 million, I don't know what his market value is off the top, but I'm going to look it up really quick because I've been looking at all of these different players okay. that we're supposedly after, and Alaba's cost would be, and I'm going to guess 50 off the top before I push go. I put I didn't type in I don't know how to spell obviously, but he's anywhere in between. I'm, so, I'm looking at market cost. I'm going to guess 50. A year, and it, it's it's only twenty. That's the market value off of Google, right? Is that no? That's his network. I'm I'm look I'm looking at the wrong thing. Not, I want to no, see no worries, cost hey. to buy. We want to get the show right. We want to get the show right. So you you take as much time as and you I need. And I don't I don't want. They're giving me coins. I don't care about coins. Okay, sixty point five. So I was off by ten. That's his market value. So and I and I think if you're looking, if that's you're looking a salary. At that, that, is that a salary per year? That's not his salary. His salary is probably off the chain. It's, it's probably gonna make you want to throw up. That's what they would have to pay Real to get him. His salary per week. It's gonna make you throw up. I'm telling you because he's a big dog. Right. I got it. I'll, I'll pull it up right here. Yeah, he's he's uh he's one of those guys that uh, it's it's gonna make you mad. Right. Well, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it to you anyways. He's on four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. No, 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 so no, no. That's that's euros. So you're you're. That's why I was saying when you when you're talking about that elk of player, um, you know this is a that's a household name. Um, that's someone who won. You know, you know his history. Yes, I'm not gonna explain yeah, his history to you. Huge, huge player. But what, and I, mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to for what is he? Thirty one, thirty two. He's young. I think he's young for his age. I mean, I mean, he's young for his age. He's not. He hasn't been playing for too long. I I thought he was thirty something. Twenty eight, I bet. He's twenty nine. All right. So (laughs) i I wouldn't say I wouldn't say over the hill, but I would definitely say you know I know how you think. Is he a better defender than anybody that we have at the club? And I'm including Varane. He's on his level. He may not be better than him, but he's on his level. Yeah. And I think that if you're going to give him four hundred fifty thousand a week, no, you got to start looking at no. You're releasing. You're releasing Paul Pogba's salary. You're releasing Phil Jones's salary. Not you're for, releasing Walt Mata's salary. Not you're for releasing, defender. Releasing uh, salary. Not you're for releasing defender. Jesse's salary. That's well. That's well over those players I mentioned. That's well over four hundred fifty grand per week. Not so defender. if if we look at it in terms of we give David twenty million per season, which is what he's probably going to wind up getting, 
you break that down and that that would look like 400 500 almost grand a week and i think we when when i look at it not you and i'm i'm saying myself mm-hmm. when i see 450 a week i don't think just like a regular baseball or nba player that's at his top of his game they're getting 20 to 30 million a year yeah so you know i i think alaba to your point would be great he plays that type of style of give it give it yeah. get, get it give it um but i just i don't think that he's in their wheelhouse. I think he's way out of their wheelhouse. No, I mean, I, like I said, it's conspiracy theory. Like I said, conspiracy. No, theory. it's a good thought. Listen, yeah. we need we need a left back. <laughs> Period. Yes, I do. no disrespect to Luke Shaw or Tellez. He's an upgrade. He's an upgrade, and I and and you know it would be great to see him in a in a huge shirt. I think he's played in two of the biggest shirts that are on that are on the planet. <laughs> um, it, it would be great. It would be freaking great. Excuse me. All right, let's talk about um, with Tennant coming in. I know we briefly br- brushed over it maybe two pods ago, three pods ago. Um, players out for sure. I mean, that are not going to fit the Tennant mold. And obviously, hate to say it, fans don't want to see come back. You know, um, and don't really help the team now. Don't help the cause at all. Um, and then you, I know you, you said you've uh, researched some um, some targets. So I kind of want you to talk yeah. about those too as well. So, yeah, you know, the easy ones, right? Paul Pogba's out. Well, hold on. Time out. I don't think Paul Pogba's definitely out at all. He's out. No, no, He's no, no. out. I know I don't. I don't. No, and unless unless you know, and no, 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 and this is. Now I'm not saying I want him back. No, 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 no. no, no. Tell me that. Um, the market for Paul Pogba has dried up. I think, and if United's offer for four hundred and what was it? What was the offer like? Four fifty. Four hundred. He, he wants that four fifty. Yeah. No, because no, no. Okay, this is where I'm going to get at. He said he'll take a pay cut to go to PSG. Whereas us, he's going to want that 400 bag, right? PSG is on big salaries with Mbappe's going to leave. I mean, I think we all can agree Mbappe will probably go to Madrid. Yeah. He, I I think that's more of an intriguing conversation. Just because of the things he says about PSG. I think he's leaving. I no, no, no. I agree. I, mean, I, I he think he's going to Madrid. I hope he does. Uh, who Mbappe or or Pogba? No, 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 Mbappe. Oh, I, yeah, I, he out, just he speaks out, about PSG and glowing. He's out the door, dude. I mean, I, I, I mean, hope so. Yeah. I really do. I would love yeah, to see him right. playing in a Madrid shirt. I would love to see it. I love him. I love him better in United shirt, but we can't all play FIFA, so you got to do what you got to do. But okay, and then what? PSG will have Messi still on big wages, right? I don't, who knows? Yeah, he's a million um, dollars or something stupid. <laughs> um, goddamn. You'll Neymar, still have Neymar. Neymar on big wages. You still have John Luigi. You still have um, uh, Kimbe. They've got a plethora of players, but I think the difference between them and us, well, not even between them and us. They're one of those. The money's it's monopoly money for them, and and I don't mean monopoly money in the sense of like it's 
Um, like if it's a club like Norwich, they they don't have that type of cash. PSG has that kind of cash. I don't think, for me anyways, Paul should be in the discussion anymore because I honestly feel like he's he wants to a new challenge. I don't think he feels that he's being challenged there anymore. So I think he's gone. That's no, just no, no. And, yeah, and we can we can agree on that. I'm just saying. With the United, hopefully the United offer is not still on the table, so he can also defer to that, to where if PSG's deal is not to where it needs to be, uh, if Madrid offer him where it's not need to be, he can always fall back on the money. I mean, obviously he doesn't have mean. I mean, God for I mean, God rest his soul, Mineriola, you know, you know, sign yeah, across, you know, sign across here. Uh, he doesn't have uh, Riola. Kneeling, wheeling and dealing for him anymore. Uh, so who yeah. knows? Who knows? Going to be his, his his agent. But if I were United, I'd pull that offer off the table. I'm like, hey, it's no, it's null and void. We're not going to offer you that much because that will kill what Ten Hag needs wants to do. I think we already have Ronaldo and five hundred, half a million. That that at least is for sure going to next year, unless Ronaldo says, you know what. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. But Ronaldo's on the. It's, an, it's another good discussion, though. And it's, a, it's. We, I think it's a good discussion. We, we will get, we will get to that because that's the next, that's the next discussion after we talk about the, who's out, and who's in. Um, so you said Paul. Yeah. So. <clears throat> the five. I don't think. I, I don't. Think, yeah. I, I don't think. I don't think United wants to go down that road again of offering huge contracts to players. I mean, they're gonna go the road the the road of Liverpool and City. I mean, look what City look at Liverpool's doing. Mo Salah, right? Salah is one of the best players in, in 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 Europe right now, and he's still not. I mean, hasn't signed a contract with Liverpool because Liverpool is not saying is saying I'm not gonna give you what you want. You're too old right now. You're not gonna strong arm me, and that's what United have always folded is giving players what they want, and let them go. Let them go to fucking like Fergie did. Let them go to Madrid, like he did with Bex, and he did with Van Nistelrooy, and well, you got players out. I mean, you're not going to fuck up my structure, and hopefully that's what a Ten Hag does. So hopefully, with Paul, they pull that contract off the table. So Paul's out, right? We had Jesse Lingard, obviously out. Um, <laughs> definitely out, I would say, after his brother. He's out. You know, well, He's I mean, way out. What the fuck was his brother thinking, you see? I liked it. I know you don't like it. It doesn't sound like it. I loved it. Really? I loved it. And then the picture he posted of him being a kid. I just, you know, when you're nine years old and he was a shrimp, he's all, he's not a big buff guy, but he was, he was tiny. I mean, he was, he was not supposed to make it. Let's just be honest. And the fact that not only did he make it, but the kid lifted trophies off of goals he scored I, th- I just think his story is amazing. Now, listen, people can get mad. He's a, he danced and he TikToked and he liked to you know show his cars and he had girlfriend. People can do all that stuff, and I and that's fine. That's your prerogative to not like that. But I agree with his brother in this sense. When all you wanted to do growing up, because I know me, like all I wanted to do growing up was was play for the co- fucking Commanders. I can't believe I have to say that out loud. But that's what one of my dreams was was to play for the Commanders. Because I grew up a Redskins fan. Oh, the Commanders fan. You grew up a Commanders fan. Easy. 
Commander's fan, sorry. Yeah, yeah, so we, we are, we are uh, socially conscious here, you see. We, I apologize if I offended you. <laughs> he grew up only wanting to do, only wanting to play for one club, and that club happens to be my favorite club in the whole world. Yeah. And so I understand not what it means to sign, obviously, for that club, but for him to go from being this scrawny little kid with the famous picture of him being, you know, two feet tall, and he was, I think it was a Milan player who was, you know, six foot tall or something. For him to go from, I think it was Roma maybe, but for him to go from that to actually playing and, and living out his dream, his literal dream, that's an amazing feat. Now, if I'm your brother, right, I'm not a fan, I'm not a pundit, I'm not a ESPN guy, I'm going to step up for my brother. That's my, That's what. That's what your siblings do. So I loved it. I don't have no problems with it. I just wish United would have let him go last year mm-hmm. to West Ham to let him, you know, he played really well. I'm not saying he was a world beater, but he played really well for those guys. And I think there's no chance in hell of him ever, you know, being that number 10 for United until Bruno's contract runs out. It's just not going to happen. So I wish they would have just let him go. They, they kept him. Um, I'm not going to say it was so far as to be a slap in the face. I'm not going that far. But if I was his brother, I would have said that. I saw that picture of him when he was a little kid. He just posted the other day. And I get it. I totally get it. And so you want your brother to step up for you and say things like that. I hope it doesn't get ugly. It looks like it ha- it's getting uglier and uglier by the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want the two games to be over. He's clearly out. So that one's no it's no-brainer. Whoever his agent is is on the phone with clubs <laughs> all over the world to figure out where he's going to go. Well, speaking on Jesse and his his brother, yeah, his brother can do that, and I don't think Paul goes him any favors by saying basically that he was the rat, you know, of the clubhouse, uh, leaking all this information. Uh, Paul goes, you know, I mean, I think it's kind of bush leak for him to do that, um, and then he, you know, uh, he said. I don't think Jesse would mind me saying, and then he goes out to another interview later that week, like two days later, and says, "Well, you know, I kind of, you know, they're basically fucking up." So that's bush league for Paul Scholes, and that's fucked up. You know what I mean? If somebody tells you something in confidence, yeah, I mean, and no, I mean, I you're agree. not supposed to say. I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't think Paul. I think Paul made a rookie mistake. I think no, no, there's going to be players who are going to no, be a little no, no. bit more tight-lipped. It's not rookie, me, see. I think it's... I th- no, I, I, I'm just saying as far as popularity, he's been in the game, but as far as yes. being a pundit, I think what he did was he said to Sky or whoever, BT, I got the story. I got the story. I'm gonna, You're going to lead headlines. We're going to make the internet. Everyone's going to click on this. And he went with it. It was a mistake. And I think players going forward, because he's so tight-knit with United, they're going to be very tight-lipped around him because they're going to know, hey... If you say it around him, he might just run his mouth. So he's, he could have screwed himself for that, quite some time. That's the thing, no, you see. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not fucking bagging on Jesse because I think Jesse has showed what Jesse is um, along with some other United players. And, I, and I've always questioned Hart. You know what I mean? And, and we're not going to get into that because I know you and I get into arguments about that. It, I mean, this is not going to be an argument show. I'm not going to get into argument with you. Anyways. Um, but... Where I, I will argue with you is on this topic. Fucking Paul Scholes should have kept his fucking mouth shut. You know what I mean? He's been in that lock, damn locker room. No, I, agree, I agree with you on no. that. And, and it ain't no rookie mistake. You know what I mean? It ain't no rookie mistake. Paul Scholes has been in, in the business a little bit. And I have a lot of respect for Paul Scholes. 
And I've always quoted Paul Scholes. I've quoted um, uh, uh, Roy Keane. I've quoted uh, Rio, Rio Ferdinand. All these ex-players when I want to prove a point. But I think it, it, that was Bush League by Paul Scholes, by doing that, by saying, by putting that out there. Because you know what? It did affect Jesse Lingard on his farewell, you know, like <coughs> what uh, Ragnick did. And to prompt Jesse's brother to put that bullshit out on, um, I don't even know what social platform it was, because he didn't get the farewell send-off like, like as a United player. But also, now it's being leaked. <laughs> on the other hand, I guess, it's now it's being leaked where... You know, a lot of the things like this, 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 um, where Jesse could have gone, you know, Newcastle uh, in uh, in January, it was by his own doing. He didn't want to go until he wants to be a free agent, apparently. He wants to get a signing deal, signing bonus, blah, blah, blah. Manchester had the deal already, already done, and Jesse's the one that botched it. You know what I mean? Because it was, was going to be a, he wanted a loan deal. He didn't want a you know, permanent transfer or whatnot. So, a lot of these things that are being leaked out now about Jesse, and it, they're all of his own doing. I mean, he has not performed. I mean, he's a he's he, he's a squad player. I mean, yes. Okay, you show me pictures of you know him with Ronaldo in the background and blah 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 when you know he's a little kid and all that sentimental crap. But hey, what I mean, it's like Eddie Murphy says, "What have you done for me lately?" You know, you know. And it is. He has not done that's why. That's, that's why I wish they would have just let him go. And I and I agree no, with you. Well, well, it, it, no, a lot of it, it is on him. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with you. It's yeah. on him. But I think if they were looking at things and saying, listen, um, you, you're just not going to play for us. And look at what you did at West Ham. Look how great you played at West Ham to where, you know, you're scoring goals, you're creating assists, you're having fun, you're, you're all the players love you. You know, go go be that guy. Yeah. You know, you're you're not going to be that guy here. I yeah. know you want to, because like I said, I couldn't imagine being six years old, seven years old, and United calls me and says, "Hey, come come play for the academy." And at nine, I got a I got a shot to do it. At ten, it's it gets real. And now I'm on the FA Cup. You know, playing in that that final, which is a huge. Uh, winning. But you know, like it, it's ingrained in this kid. You know, yeah. I talk about that all the time. It's it's ingrained in him. So I I do I look. He's going to make a bunch of money next year. Some club, I don't know if it's in the United States or if it's in England or Spain, someone's going to give Jesse a lot of money next year. So I feel bad for the guy to an extent. But there's going to come a moment when some his agent's going to call him and say, hey, these three clubs are interested. What do you want to do? This is what they're offering a week. This is what they're offering signing bonus. What do you want to do? That that call's coming. He's 29, 28 years old. He's going to play for three more years at a top level. And I could totally see him coming to America. <clears throat> I could totally see that guy going to L.A. and getting a big bag, a $40 million bag, and playing the rest of his career out in L.A. He's I could totally see him transitioning into that. So with his charisma and his pizzazz and his flair, I could totally see him coming to the United States. So... Jesse will be fine. This probably hurt. He got punched in the in the stomach. He had to sit there and look at Mata get cheered. He had to sit there and watch <laughs> Cavani gets cheered. Cavani, and, he, and he's thinking to himself, he's going, man, I, I'm I'm a academy kid. 
this is supposed to be my, you know. So, yeah. so listen, I get it. He probably came home why and the cried fuck, to his brother. Why did Cavani come on the pitch, EC? Which, with everything that fucking Cavani's done this season, that's fucking, that pissed me off. When I saw that the other day, it made me mad. I was like, what Cavani has done to this club, you know, saying, oh, no, I'm not playing. Or I mean, I don't know what the backstory is of this guy. I don't. And yes, I'll it's be, no backstory. Uh, yeah, I think you hit yeah. it right on the head. He just did whatever he wanted to do this year. And him coming on the pitch, and then fucking that little video—it's inappropriate. And yeah, and then little fucking video with that little fucking girl that they that they released saying, "Oh no, go, oh no, go." He fucking signs an autograph. Fuck you, dude. Get the fuck out of here, man. Go back to Uruguay. You I, know, go go back to wherever you fucking and go because you quit on the club. You know what I mean? That, yeah, that, I, that, I that, that atti- the attitude of the this these players quitting started when fucking he quit because Cristiano Ronaldo's coming in the fucking um, in the club. He quit. And I, that, I, that, I, that, I honestly, that attitude trickled down to other players. I honestly uh I didn't expect that from him, especially the way that his season ended last season. I thought this season he was gonna kick on and you know be a super sub. You know, be someone that when he starts games, he creates energy. And I think he kind of just said, you know what? They're not doing what maybe I'd like. I don't like maybe the tactics. I don't know what the hell it was. But for me, I felt like he was done. I'm not saying down tools. No, I'm not yeah. saying that. But no, what I am saying I'll, is. I'll, I'll say it. He down tooled. He said, well, he said I, you know what? I'm not going to fucking play. I'm going to pick and choose. And he should have never been on that pitch. Ever, yeah, no, on, on this not weekend. not for. I mean, he was he was making a lot of moolah, well over a quarter million dollars a week, uh, is what he was making. So, you know, I I hope that he goes away. I hope he's not yeah. back at all next year. That would trigger, you know, some of the players that they're looking at right now, uh, to bring in. And I hope that you know they don't even give it a second thought. He's gonna go into the Hall of Fame, one of the greatest European players to ever play. Um, but I just think for me, I don't think that that's the attitude you want to have around. Um, cause he was, it wasn't, you know, if it was a major injury, I get it, but the guy just didn't want to play. He just said, I'm, I'm good. I don't, I'm, I'll take the 275, but I'm not playing this week. No. So no, he needs, he needs to go. So that's, you got Jesse, you got Paul. And you got I Cavani. Cavani. I, I, I'm going to bring up an interesting one because this kind of threw everybody a curveball, Matic, about him saying, putting that post out, farewell, you know, blah, blah, blah. This was like, what, last week sometime? Yeah, um, last week. That's an interesting one, which I don't mind because, yes, it's, I mean, you saw skill, but you see a skill like in spurts. I'm not saying like it's like Ronaldo because Ronaldo's a fucking machine and Matic is not. Uh, it Matic puts on games once every week and a half. So yes, he's a utility player, but I wouldn't mind seeing him leave. Let's put it that way. This this one hurts because this is another one of those guys that we wasted. And again, I think he was too old. I mean, he was in his, the prime when he came here. I, but my but this is the thing. I think if you look at a player like him, and you, you you it's so difficult with with football. You get a you get a dog, right? You get a good player, right? And people start to think, well, why do I got to put players around them to make them better? 
And I feel like with football, unless you're th- like, there's only a couple that get leeway, the Ronaldo's, the Messi's, like, I'm not playing defense today because I'm going to score five goals. Though Those guys, they get that pass, but the other ones, it's like you can't, you can't build around them. You're right. You're not allowed to, to, to put people. Otherwise, they go, well, then why did I bring them in here if I got to bring other players to help them? And I think Matic didn't get that help. I think Matic was the true CDM who came in. And I think with the system that Ole wanted to play anyways, it, it would have been perfect. And he just didn't play him. I think they were trying to force feed Scotty so much. And no, no disrespect to Scotty, but I just think the passes, the intelligence, and you don't have to play him every week, to, to your point, because he is so old. But you could at least, you know, for me anyways, at least once a week. I can understand not back-to-backs. Maybe if we're playing Europa and then we play on the weekend. Maybe you don't play him in both of those. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like he was wasted. So, he listen, he wants to play. So wherever he goes, the contract he's signing, he sat down with that coach and said, I want to play. I'm going to I Roma. don't care about it. He's going to Roma. <laughs> with the and, Jose. And, I think, and, and Jose. I think he'll play. Yeah. And, I, and if he went if he went to Italy, I think he'd play. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, you know, that league, in my opinion, and Milan's winning that league right now, that's a great league to play in. And I think you have an opportunity not, not only to, to, to lift the Scudetto, but you also have an opportunity to play Champions League football. You have an opportunity to to play Europa if that doesn't work out. So that's a big deal. And I know a people a lot of people don't look at you know the Italian league as 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 the best, and it's not. But it's still a really good league, and he still has an opportunity to play big time ball against big time clubs. So that one hurts because I feel like he's showing what he's worth. I know Brentford isn't the best team in the world. No, I'm not sitting here saying that that they played Real Madrid. But the the simple passes, the simple runs, the the defensive hold up play. The defensive stops, I really felt like he was somebody that was underused and undervalued by Ole. And I think that Ragnick also looked at him and said, nope, you're not going to fit it. It doesn't work. And I think he's proving everybody wrong. Now, listen, he might go to Roma and stink up the house. I don't know. <laughs> when a player leaves my club, I'm not too fond of looking after the, If I If I see him by chance, they're on and I'm watching the game. I go, oh, yeah, he played for United back in the day. But. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be too sad. I just think that he was underutilized and and and, and definitely undervalued by the fan base, myself included. I talk crap about him too. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I think he had glimpses. He showed glimpses. I mean, it wasn't consistent. I mean, just like all the players, it was not consistent. Um, because he got beat. I mean, a lot. I mean, on, as a CDM, um, and he, you know, his passing wasn't always consistent. So yes. He gave you one or two games, what, every three game? You know, one game every three games, he was fabulous. And then he just, the other games, he just got his ass canned to him, especially in this league. All right, uh, Matic, Cavani, Mata. I mean, that's it, you know. That's, you know, Mata, Mata, he's Mata, yeah. He's the last remnants of... uh, of David Moyes signing. So I think, you know, what he did this weekend and where we played this weekend was awesome. And the, obviously coming into the sub in Chelsea was awesome. But you're right. Juan Mata wasted his prime years at United. You know, he was a player of the year, the Premier League, when he played with Chelsea. 
when we signed him, uh, when David Moyes was in 2014, 15, 15, right? 15, 15, yeah, 14, 15. I'm not sure. I know he was, he was 25 years old when we got him. Yeah. We signed him then. Um, and then Louis Van Hall, I mean, the key mo- moment where I say Mata was not fit for this league was when Louis Van Hall's first season, was only season, I'm sorry, we played Leicester. And he got bullied off the ball like bad. It was like bad. Boom. It was Jamie Vardy. Bullied off the ball, pushed him aside, and Jamie Vardy went from the halfway line all the way and freaking scored. You know what I mean? And it was it was a dispossessed by Juan Mata. And I'm like, dude, this this guy's is too small. He's not physical enough. Um but he's a genius. He's like a passing genius it's just he's not very physical you know what i mean it's not very he needs to go to back to spain and i hope he does uh go back to valencia i want to say that's where he started valencia he was actually a, an academy real madrid academy player but i think he started this, guy, this guy he's he's an absolute dog he's exactly what ragnick wants he he gives it he gives it he doesn't play on it he doesn't dilly dally like Bruno why, does. Why is if he exactly what Ragnik wants? Then why isn't he been playing for Ragnik? I I personally think okay. that he got it wrong. Okay. That's my that's my honest opinion. That's what I and that's what I'm saying about Ragnik's tenure. I think he got it wrong a lot. I think the four two 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 was not the system to implement. I don't think. That was something that should have been implemented. He tried it. It didn't work. He went back to the 4-2-3-1. He did the 4-3-3. He couldn't figure it out with the players he had. Again, six months, I'm not I'm not holding this guy to the fire like he was supposed to come in here and change it around. We were supposed to win the league and win Champions League. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that players like Mata are the type of players that Ragnick, that <coughs> Ten Hag, these guys want players who are going to pass it and move. Pass the, the things he was doing with Cristiano Ronaldo, it wasn't even fair. Dude, you saw it. Ronaldo was like, where the fuck has this been all season? You know what I mean? Well, that's what that's my thing. And I think, again, when you're looking at it, this is going to trigger you a little bit, but that's the, that's the Tony Martial type of style of play. Of get it, give it, get out of the way, move, flick. That's the type of player that I think that they want to be there. And it, I was probably saddened the most of the players who are going to, because I really think if you put him in that 10, if you take, if you take Mata and you put him in that 10 role, no disrespect to Bruno, but he does, he hasn't developed that simple pass. Mm. And that's the thing that I like about Matic and Mata. It's the simple stuff. I don't got to flick at 50 yards. I don't got to do behind the back. I just got to give it to you and get out of the way and get myself open. So they're going to miss him. Um, That that's they're going to miss that that spirit, that determination. They're going to miss the community work that he's done in Manchester. Um, nothing, I've heard nothing bad about that guy outside of football. Um, they're going to miss those things. So that's another one. That's five players so far that you've named that I think are definitely going to be gone um, by the end of this season. All right. Those are pretty much out of contract guys, I want to say, right? Yes. Those guys do not have contracts. All right. I'm going to give you one, two, three, four, 
four guys. They don't play or on loan. Okay. That are on contracts. And I want you to explain them. You brought up Tony. I forgot about him. I really did. I mean, because he's irrelevant. I mean, he's not making an impact. Uh, Piera, obviously, he's irrelevant. Jones, Phil Jones, which got on the pitch too this weekend. I have no idea why. And then the injured Eric Bailly. You know, I think those are four more guys that could leave the club. <coughs> I don't know if Tony's going to leave the club because he's on big big money probably. Um, he's on big money. So, so, um, Give me the give me the rundown of those guys, and then I'll give you uh, one last one before we kind of like start closing this out. All right? Yeah. So I think I think with Tony, I think he's gonna have to come in, and he's he's on the same kind of trajectory that Rashford was on. Where I think we looked at last season and we said, okay, if if Tony comes in and he plays bad, then they're gonna have to make a decision, and they did. He played bad. They they made a decision and said, okay, we're going to go ahead and move on. Um, we'll put you on loan, send you to a big club, and we'll make sure that it works. Hi, how are you? Good. Hi. Jesus' daughter is on the mic. Well, she was on the mic. She's out. I think I scared her. Anyway, I think um, that Tin Hag is going to take a look at him. Um, I think he fits his style of play. Um, you know, that kind of hybrid striker um, can get it, can give it um, fast, smart, uh, can score goals and create assists. So I think I think he's going to give him a long look. Um, it's just going to be dependent on whether or not uh, Tony likes the atmosphere, style of play, things of that nature, depending on if, if he wants to go. Um, I think if you're looking at Eric Bailly, um, Bailly's another one where, you know, he's – really very interesting if you look at him from the perspective of who is the I want to I want to say elephant in the room but if you're looking at um the captain right um he hasn't played well it has not been a good season for him and you know I'm not I'm not the type of person to say well you know you you haven't played well or you know you 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 stuck up the joint this season let's let's kick you out but I am the type that says if it's if you're gonna double it up, well then we're gonna have to have a discussion. So, you know, I I personally don't think that uh, Rafael Varane has set the world on fire, but I do think he is a good center back. So I think Eric's gonna look at this summer and he's gonna go, okay, I'm at one of the biggest clubs in the world. I'm definitely behind Lindelof. I'm definitely behind Maguire. Maguire had a bad season. Fans are on his neck. Lindelof had a, another Lindelof season. Nothing spectacular, but then some great things. That's just kind of how he is, consistent. That's his consistent thing. And then Ralph Ravaram, he's not better than him. So he's going to have to go, and I think the Ivory Coast have made the World Cup. He's going to have to go through the season, um, play play really well in Australia and Bangkok, do really well you know, in that preseason, and then come in and fight. I think he's got a legitimate shot, barring injury. Because you know Maguire's hair is going to be on fire to come back and prove everyone wrong. So he's he's very, very interesting just in the simple fact that I know he's looking at things going, you know, this new manager coming in, 
He wants to. He wants players who can play it from the back, and I think that's going to be the biggest difference that we're going to see as fans is that he's going to pick guys who can distribute. And it, I, for me, Varane's really, and maybe Shaw, they're really the only ones that. Well, I, I take that back because I do like the lot and tell us <laughs> as far as distribution. Those guys know how to do that. It's just the defensive, defensive blows. But sticking on Eric. I think he's in a unique situation. Go ahead, you're going to say something. No, because you're talking about you're talking. You're on mute. You're on mute. You're talking about a um, World Cup, the Ivory Coast, yeah. right? Do you think again with pressure to start to play, just like Eric's going to have? Do you think the pressure is going to be there for? Um, Southgate to tell if we don't get rid of Harry, which I hope we do, um, it's going to be pressure for Southgate to say, I need you to start Harry. There's already going to be pressure for him to start Harry. I, I don't think I don't think there's any way around it. He's the elephant in the room. As I, that's what I was just saying. You have to be able to address the fact that your captain's in bad form. No, no question. But I'm, I, and, I understand that, but I'm saying, like, is there, due to the fact that there's more, if it's a World Cup year, is there more chance to where Eric's not going to get a chance, or, we, I mean, he's going to get moved on? I, if, 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 if everything that everyone's saying is true, he's going to play the best player. That's what everyone's saying. He's going to be honest. He's going to, and that's what I'm saying. You know, you know to, to, for all the crap that I talk about Ralph Ragnick, he did that to an extent. You know, Aaron Wan-Bissaka didn't last very long. You know, Maguire's been sitting on the bench for two two games in a row. I don't think he's injured. That's you know, the thing. That's kind of telling, Ra- too, Rash- right? Ra- Rashford did not play. You know, t- Alonga has taken Rashford's spot. So that mindset, yeah. those guys have been set. That's what we've been seeing. That's what I've been seeing. Um, they're not going to let you stick around just because of what your name is. They're going to give... People, so I listen. I'm not that type of person. I I hope that Harry Maguire comes back and yeah. plays like the Maguire of 18, 19, and even in the World Cup. I hope he's that guy. Um, but you never know. We do know this. Right. Bye gets hurt. And, you know he gets hurt. So that's yeah. that's his own downfall. And that's the thing. That that was the thing about me with Varane too. It's like why did Madrid work? Why were they so? apt to get rid of him and not sign him. And then I think we've kind of seen that now is because the guy's a little injury prone. You know what I mean? It's not, he's not consistent. He's a great defender. Don't get me wrong. He's just not consistent. And I don't know if you remember when I brought that up, but when we signed him, I'm like, I brought up that question. Why is Madrid not re-signing this guy? He's in the prime of his career. And then we signed him for, I'm not saying pennies of the dollar, but it wasn't, it wasn't, High priced, you know. Um, who else? You see. So I talked about Tony. I talked about by Jones. Um, I mean Jones. I mean, unfortunately, where he's on a fucking too large enough contract that I don't think any third division team is going to be able to pick him up because that's where he belongs, right? Second division championship club. I have. I got a little bit more. I think he's a premiership player. Really? And 
And I def I definitely think that he's looking at things going, if I'm back and I'm fit, he's looking at McGuire going, you, you're not playing really well. And the fans, are, they're on it. I don't think he fits the style, though. No. I, he's not. He's looking for, and this is just my opinion, I could be way off. I've watched IX play. I watched him in that final. He's wanting some center backs who can move and pass the ball. They don't need to be messies, but they got to be able to move and, and get it going from the back all the way to the midfield. That's not Phil Jones's game. He's a defensive player who can win the ball in the air. That's what he does. So I don't see him. Fit. I see Lindelof fitting that style. <clears throat> I see him fitting it no problem next to Varane. That's what I think is going to happen next year because I really feel like Maguire mentally it's too much. And I don't think they're going to be able to take that captain's armband off of him and still have him be at United. I just don't I, – I don't see – that's the – I can't wait for that decision to be made. I can't wait for that decision to be made. Because it's been, it's been Bruno. We'll talk about... Uh, He's I, been captain. That, I mean, Bruno is another topic that we're going to talk about next week, okay? Because, like you said, like you said, like you you foreshadowed it, um, the thunder's coming for Bruno, and it's, it's coming. It's coming. And, okay, it's and, coming. and that's another topic, and I'm going to give you the the benefit of the doubt and i'm going to give you the platform to say you're right you know all right anyway anyways uh we got jones Pereira. Pereira. i mean he's on loan why can't we get rid of this fool he's smart he's got a smart agent i think when you look at these players they got smart agents i know it makes us mad as fans because yeah, you know i think he's having a good season where he is but i think the ultimately his agents saying to him look these guys wrote this contract. It's binding now. They can they can pay you off, but you need to stick with it until you have something solid that's in the neighborhood of what you're getting. I don't think he's going to get that, so he's going to stick it out. I look look. I don't think he needs to be here anymore. I I think it's his time has come and it's passed. He's had some decent moments at best. So you know I hope that they figure it out. And this is again. Let's see how we start to handle things from a financial standpoint yeah. with this new "quote unquote" new regime. Let's see. No, I mean, but yeah, uh, he's another one. He's he's got to go. No, he, he does get him off the books. Uh, we don't need that old regime. All right, see. <clears throat> Last one. I know he, this is is he's not he's still under contract. Um, and. I'm not gonna. It's not Harry Maguire because we need to get rid of him too as well. Um, but the guy that we need to reevaluate where his head's at is Marcus Rashford. Do, does United? I think he's in this. Does United? Go ahead, do sir. we do we need to get rid of him? I mean, is is the is this club the future for Marcus Rashford, where he? Just like Jesse has been a kid at the club, he's given so much to the club. I don't want to see him go, you see. I don't. I want to see him get his head on straight and and perform like Marcus Rashford. But what is going on with this guy? I mean, I don't I'm not going to say it, it's a hangover from the, the, the Euros. No, man. I mean, you can't because look at Saka, right? I mean, for Arsenal. Uh, even even Jaden, right? For us, 
you can't you can't just blame it on that. Uh, is it the, the the fame from getting his OBM right? Is it is that that's the title that he is OBM right? Um, yes. Where is his head at? Where this guy needs? I I always thought this guy is gonna be him and Greenwood. I thought this guy those two were gonna be the future of Manchester United. Um, and they're you know unfortunately they're not right. Uh, and it's it, it saddens me. It really does. It's just where is this kid? It's like he's still a kid, but I mean he's what is twenty four probably. Um. He has a lot of weight on his shoulders, and maybe the maybe the pressures got to him. I don't know. I don't know. But what the last thing I want to do is have him go. But unfortunately, I think the best thing for him is to go. It. I, I mean, like I mean, this, this catch twenty two. I'm getting pulled both ways to see this guy. It's like it's not even like Danny Wilbeck, where Danny, you're not gonna get time. So you need to go, and then he goes to fucking Arsenal, and then he fucking beats us. You know, what I, mean? I don't want to see that. You know, I don't want to see Marcus Rashford on the other end beating us, um, because he means so much to Manchester. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You explain it to me, easy. You explain it to me. I don't think that there, I don't think there's any explanation. I think he, this is a business, and I put him in the same boat as I do Tony. I said to you last season. But Tony, Tony came up. Tony doesn't mean as much to Manchester. You know, Tony's. Just, I, but, I, I know it, it's, this, it's the it's the Paris, the French um, bias that you always say. You know, you always claim. Yes, but Tony did grow up in Manchester. He was a Manchester United Academy kid. This guy has roots in the club, and he's done more than what Tony has. It's it's you can't compare it to Tony. This is. This is the, this is why I compare these two. Tony, <laughs> Tony came off of a twenty-three goal season, okay, twenty-three goal, and I was and I said I said to you, this is going to be the year, and what did he do? He fell flat on his face and he scored two goals, and I came on the podcast and I said, all right, you scored two goals last season, now this is it, so you have to now put yourself in position to do something, otherwise. You're not going to be here. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. You can say hi. You're good. I thought she was going to say hi earlier, but she didn't. And then she ran away. <laughs> How are you? Good. Good to see you. Let her finish. Let her finish. Sorry. So, you're good. I was trying to say hi to her earlier, but she didn't have she didn't have the earphones. Um, I think the, the reason why I'm comparing the two is because you can have a great season, which Marcus has had, yes. and Tony has had. But if you don't, if you don't perform as much as you like Marcus and as much as I like Tony, it doesn't matter if you don't continuously do it. So I think Marcus is in that. This is this season. This next one coming up. Yeah. If he performs like he did this year, he's out of there. No, Tony. Well, but why? Okay, one season. Okay, I understand. I understand. Hey, that's cool. But. Everybody, I mean, I think everybody and their mother has seen when Marcus gets on the pitch, it's this. But but that's the thing. But that's the thing. Attitude. No, no. It's like this nonchalant attitude. It's like, I mean, 
it's not just me. And, uh, and don't say that I'm just picking on players or whatnot. But I see it yeah. from no, you know, I see it from everybody, every podcaster, every pundit. Everybody's like, "What the hell's Marcus is a lot of gagging out there?" You know, but, not, but here's not the thing: effort. It, I'm just saying. So when you don't don't say that I'm bashing players or saying about their no, efforts, I'm not saying that. You know, all right, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, it's the same. And what do people say about Tony? They say he's lazy. They say he doesn't care. They say he doesn't try, right? And and the same thing goes for Marcus. Doesn't care. Doesn't play defense. Looks like he doesn't want to try. And 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 we can also say in the same breath, Marcus has scored scored over twenty goals in a season. So has Tony. It doesn't matter if you can't put together back to back seasons where you're top level at least fifteen goals a season, and then overall twenty because you got Champions League and other cups. You gotta go. It doesn't matter what you did. Okay. It's a cruel game, but it's a business where you get paid a lot of money. You get a lot of fame. You get a lot of pretty women, a lot of pretty cars, houses. All that things also come with it as well. So as much as we love these guys, and as much as they're rooted into the community and they do great things, you gotta perform. No, so I, I don't get caught up in the is it this, is it that? Because we don't know these guys. We don't know. No, Who would have thought that Mason did what Mason did? Mason did something that n- neither one of us would have. E- I bought a jersey. <laughs> I I bought a whole Mason Greenwood jersey. So we don't know what's going on outside yeah. of football. To guess, to mate, the World Cup hangover, or he broke up with his girlfriend. He got back together with her, and he's going to play better. He stunk up the joint. That's what we know. We watched him play. Alanga has taken his taken his cookies and said they're mine. You go find somewhere else to play. So. This is his big season for me. This is the biggest season of his life. If he wants to stay at United, he has to play well or he's out. But he's coming back next year. Okay. I don't want to leave. Right. No, no, no. I don't want to leave either. I think he needs to prove himself. But get rid of – I mean, he got rid of the, the – what is it? The Judge, Judge Dredd – what is it? The Demolition Man haircut. Um, and, you know, hopefully he, he – um, like you said, hopefully he. I, hope, um, I wish him the best place for us. I yeah. hope he scores twenty goals next year. And I wish I wish him the best. Yes, um, but again, he needs to hustle. You know, that's all he needs. Put in effort. Put in a shift. And I think the fans will start, you know, liking you. But there's a lot of gagging. There's fucking moping on the field. You know, needs to go because then you need to go. Anyways, um, you see, all right, that's kind of the majority. I know there's. Some players that are underlying that need to leave, but um, those are the main ones. But you, you, you talked about the, some transfers. So bring to light what you know, what you've heard, real quick, and uh, we can start closing this bad boy out. Yeah, so one of the main ones, Enzo, Enzo Fernandez, that's a, another one of those River Plate products. Um, Man City picked up the other kid, the Alves kid. Yeah, this kid played one, with him at River Plate. Uh, Enzo's a, a, a midfield, attacking midfield player, a uh, young kid, um, probably around anywhere from 7 to $11 million that, th- that we'd have to give River Plate in order to bring him in. I think that's a, a no-brainer. Young, you can you can kind of put the DNA in him that you'd like for him to, to, to kind of develop and become. An Argentine so player? Somebody say that again. An Argentine? Argentinian player, yep, Argentinian player. So he, um, him and uh, great young. Him and a... Uh... Garinacho, because I mean Alejandro Garinacho is kind of like the 
the new hot name of uh, of what we have in our academy, right? Exactly. And so if you're looking at, the, the, you know, on the market, Enzo, I love that name, Fernandez, uh, another Fernandez at the club. You can't be mad about it. <laughs> I would love to see it. Uh, great player, attacking player, positive player, great passer of the ball, um, Enzo who, you know, if he did come in for 7-11, to 11, I could see him maybe doing a little U23 action, um, getting things figured out in the Premier League, and then maybe getting a, getting some, some some leeway into the next season. Um, Moise Diaby is a French player. I know you don't want to hear that. However, oh, I love this kid. What is he, Absolutely soft as a amazing. pillow? He, he is not the strongest. Okay. Not going to sit here and lie. Don't need him. Don't not injury him. prone. Don't. Not, not, not injury prone though. He's not. He doesn't have a long no, list of injuries. He he's soft? just. Huh? He's like Charmin. No, that that's what. When you say soft, I thought you mean like injuries. No, I think soft is like he's soft. He's like. Hey, no, he's just not. You know, he's you, not Hulk. He's not a Hulk player. He's he's a he's a number seven, who's going to get up the. He's there's probably nobody faster than him at the club. If he were to come today, he'd be the fastest at the club, bar none skillful um he's gonna cost you now he's gonna be anywhere between 40 to 50 million dollars to bring in he's a excellent excellent player uh plays for psg right now so if he came in i think he would cost us a lot and i think he'd be somebody who could definitely challenge anthony alonga as far as being able to run up the pitch hustle he plays great on defense so he tracks back but he can also get forward and score goals but he's gonna cost you uh pal torres i know you've seen that name around quite a bit as well um, that's another player. I think he's Spanish. Uh, this guy, I think, would come in. And I, he'd, he'd really be vying for a spot right off the bat. This is another one, though, that's going to cost you anywhere between 50 and $60 million. Um, so that, that's going to be difficult for United uh, to be able to pull that off. So those are kind of the players that, that I've seen. Um, I'm sure that there's others out there just, just kind of rumored to be out there. Jerron Timber is another one, uh, another kid, younger guy that Ten Hag has been, uh, you know, looking at for this $200 million plan that they, 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 they've been bringing out. But yeah, there's been a me, lot it, There's been a lot of IX, IX rumors of, of players. Um, of Gianluca, Gianluca is another one. Yeah. You know, th- there, there's been a lot of kids. I just think that for me, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. You haven't seen Declan at all. I haven't heard it. You might have seen it somewhere. Oh, yeah, man. But, so, so you know, if you're if you're looking at two hundred, that's half of it right there. No, I right? know that's no, half. Of that's it. the thing. That's the thing. Which I think it was Sports Talk Radio that I listened to. Uh, Sport Talk, uh, Brit, you know, Britain, whatever the fuck they're called. Um, they, you know, they bring up Declan, and <laughs> I want, I want Declan, and they, they always It'd be awesome. They always say that, and I saw him the other day when he played um, on Sunday. Right? Was it Sunday? Sunday? Against Arsenal? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I was going to text you because there was a scrap. There was a like, – something happened. Um, somebody got kicked the it wrong was him way. And, it, it was him and Katia. Yes. And he fucking went up and he was like – something you never see Harry Maguire do. You know what I mean? And he was on, 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 on. It was like – it, it lasted like a minute and a half, I want to say. And he went up to the referee, yeah. and he was up to the referee. He was up to the referee. He was up to the referee, and he was just on his ass, dude. You know what I mean? That's something you would have. Would you ever see Harry Maguire ever do that? 
No, and they've known each other since they were like nine years old. And Ketty is an English player who is really a baby. And I liked it, though. I liked it. You know, Rice is 26, 25, and he got in that young kid's face and said, you need to shut up. Like, he needed he need to move on and shut up. So I liked it. I liked it a lot. But th- there, there is a history there. Those two know each other. They've, they've played international ball with each other. Like, there's a relationship. But I would love to see Harry or any of our players besides Bruno's the only one. They got a yellow card again for running his mouth. He's really the only one. That's, that's all he does is run his mouth. He doesn't. Well, that's what that's what I'm saying. He's the only one, though, on that aspect of what you're saying. Talk to, get fired up, try to pump up the crowd. His play is what's going to kill him with the no, fans. No, no, yeah, no. Where Declan is, it's like, hey, if he needs to put a fucking hard tackle in, he's going to put a hard tackle in. Yeah. You tell me anybody on our midfield that's going to do the same. We don't have a CDM. I think I don't. I would say Fred would be the closest. Yeah. He's not a CDM. So that's what I'm saying. Like. If you're going to pay overpriced for that, and I think, I don't know. I, the only reason I don't like it is to, is the point that you that you brought up earlier. Take that $100 million and instead of one, get you two or three that you want that are young. Because De- to me, Declan's like the last piece. And I think if he came to United, everyone, myself included, I might go, that's it. We got the CDM. Time to win the league. He's the, he's a last piece guy for like a Liverpool, for like a City, for a Real, for a Barca. Would, That's the player he is. Or would it not be the first piece to build somebody around? How long do you think he's going to be in his prime for? In your honest opinion, how's fucking Matic right now? Matic is thirty one. I think he's better than Matic. You said Declan's twenty six. 25? I want to say I want to say 25, 26. I think he's younger than that, boss. I think he's 24. Oh, I thought Declan was older than that. No. Yeah, he's only 23. <laughs> I, I would I would I would love to see it. I just I don't know. If, if I'm going to if I'm going to pay, you know, Paul Pogba wages, I'd rather give it to that dude. Because you know he's going to get – I mean, yes, he didn't have a good start to the season, but he's evolved and he's and – he's, and he's, don't, you, don't you think – I think fans are going to say he's – that's all we – No, it's no, gonna no, 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 no. No, how many people are leaving, you see? Fans are not going to say that. No, 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 no. And we'll get to the protests here in a bit. I, we'll get to the protests here in a bit. I don't fans, agree. fans are not going to do that. No, 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 no. It's going to be, oh, we need Declan Rice, and that's it. No, no, no. Hell no. No, but I hope that you're right. But I Declan just think fans Rice, are so fickle. Declan Rice as the, the 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 as the signing. Yes, you can get. I think to. I don't even want to pronounce his dude name. It's T O U C H E M I or something like that. Um, as an as a CDM signing, I think uh, I want to say that's. A, I mean, but again. As an English club, as a Premier League proven player, get Declan Rice in the club now. Seal him up, sign him in, give him the fucking captain's arms band, and he will do wonders to our midfield. He will control that shit. I think it would be a great signing. I just think our fans are so 
we we feel we feel like we're so close. <laughs> no, 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 we don't. No, no, we don't. How many people are we? We just went over how many players were losing. Everybody, every I think all pundits, all uh, fan channels, everybody says. Even Ragnick says it's open heart surgery for this club. So I think fans are saying, you know what? There's nine signings that fucking Manchester needs to have, and yes, the two hundred million um, is only going to give us. Declan Rice is going to probably take it the majority of that, but yet you could probably get several. Oh, you take half that. Yo, half yeah, that's yeah, gone. Yeah, but that's the thing, man. I mean, that's the thing with the Glazers. It's like you need to invest more. You're not paying for Pogba. You're not paying for Mata probably on big wages. Um, all these wages, just make smart business. But a player, a talisman like Declan Rice, is a better player. I mean, we joke. I mean, I know we joked about this. I know we joked about this in past pods, because um, I've seen it across the wire on uh, on a talk sport or I forgot where, but James Ward Prowse. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, yes, it's rumored to come to Manchester United, and it, he is a Ten Hag. Um, <laughs> you, Eric Ten Hag wants him. So I, I, the past, what have I told you? You see, he's a better production than what? Who? Than who? You see? Than who? James Ward Prowse has better production. I hope than who? you come to United and, so that you can show us what a real footballer does. I can't wait. I can't wait. Who, do, who does he produce more? You see, I just want I just want you to say it. Who does he? James Ward Prowse. You, you're breaking up. It's a horrible time for you. To ah, liar. Who does James Ward Prowse produce more than on United? Did you say? Did you say how many trophies has James Ward Prowse lifted? Is that was was that your question? Dude. You, <laughs> sorry, son of a bitch. That's what you are, dude. You won't admit. You won't admit. You won't admit it. Anyways, I don't want James Ward Prowse to come uh, to this club. I'm what sorry. is he? What, what is he? What What is he? What does James Ward Prowse play? Is he a CDM or is he a he's attacking a, he's mid? Like, he's like Paul Pogba, dude. Like, but he's but he, he's strict. He's not a CDM though. Is what I'm saying. Go <laughs> player. He's not. He's a. He's like I said. He's produced more than Paul Pogba. Anyways, but I don't. I'm saying, would they play him as? A, it, I but no. He's gonna cost seventy five million dollars, and no, I don't want Jay's Ward Prowse. He's too old. You know what I mean? To come to the club. Well, he's and, he's spoken up about what he thinks, right? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't read his comments. But he said something about it. Said that they want to strengthen the midfield. So, like Calvin Phillips, would you I, take him over Brooklyn? I, I ooh. it's not going to cost you a hundred million. Calvin Phillips was good too. Hmm. It's not going to cost you a hundred million, and you're going to get heart, hustle, determination. He's a little bit older, though. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I lo- I would love to have Declan Rice. I, I think it would be absolutely amazing. I just don't want the people to put pressure on him and think that he's the be all end all. No, 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 no. To to I, turn it around. When I, when, when he's going to have to take his twenty three to what, like twenty seven 
and it's gonna suck. When I heard about Calvin, other fear for when I heard when I heard about Calvin Phillips, yes, I was like BS, because he's an English player. Um, he's playing the Premier League. Uh, he and he's played an up tempo style of play, you know, with Bielsa, right? Um, yeah. Would I take him over Declan? What is Declan giving you? The the um, intangible, right? The captaincy, I want to say. You know, somebody that can control the locker room. And that's what we need. That's what United needs. So, would I pay more for Declan? In hopes, again, I don't know if he can do that he now, but in hopes that he can come into United and say, fuck all this bullshit, this is what you're doing. Yes, I would, I would say I would want Declan. But for cheaper... Fuck yeah, I would take Calvin Phillips. Yeah, sure. Well, I think I think those two guys right there would be be good to have. I think, you know, the defense, the, the midfield definitely needs some help for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bruno's going to be on big wage, and he's probably under a lot of pressure to perform. I think we can talk about Ronaldo in the next pod, but. Um, those two names, I think, would be they'd be cool to see. Yeah. All right, that's enough uh, about all that stuff. But uh, you see, I just wanted to bring this up because I thought it's so hilarious. Because we always talk about what what the fans need to do and to protest against the Glazers. And I always say, don't fucking show up to the game. Don't show up. Don't show up. Don't buy tickets. Don't buy merchandise. Nothing. Um, the past two games you see home games at least um, there have been planned protests and they failed so horribly so horribly I laugh at it I laugh I'm like this is a joke because you know what you're still coming to the game you're still buying tickets you're still buying concessions what are you doing you're just saying, oh, just getting a little bit of airtime. I mean, because uh, uh, NBC Sports, you know, did your little thing. Oh, they're playing protests, blah, blah, blah. And then the game shows up. Three-fourths of the stadium is probably full. Maybe 80% of the stadium is probably full. And this last time that everybody is supposed to walk out at the 79th, 73rd minute because that's how many years or 18 minutes that's how many years or 17 minutes. Had so many years that um, the Glazers have been owning the club, and you see some fool on freaking uh, on, on television with his little flares. Let's go, let's go! Like trying to like organize everybody to walk out, and nobody walks out. These fucking idiots, these protesting fucking idiots, don't know how to do it right. If you're gonna protest, protest, and that means don't buy shit, don't go. Period. Empty stadiums. That's nope. what you need. And it ain't, it ain't, ain't rushing the fucking football field like you did against Liverpool last year. Yes, that was a that was a statement. But you know what? What you did the next match, you win. So what you need to do, if you really want to protest, cancel your season tickets for next year. If you're really pissed off at the Glazers, cancel your Yeah, season. I mean, I... I don't see them doing it. So, I mean, like I said, 
You don't see them doing it? So why protest in the first place? Because these idiots don't know how to protest. Their protests don't mean anything, you see. Are they doing anything, in your opinion? I think they are. And I think what you're looking for is the, that, that immediate, they do the protest and then the Glazers leave. And, and I think, to your point, it's, it's, it would be a dumb decision to leave. This is what I think it's doing. It's raising attention to the Glazers' debacle of owning the club. Yeah. Does their, does their protest, is it counting as far as does it look good? No, it doesn't look good. You, you're, you're still coming to the game just because it's 17 minutes for 17 years. You're still coming to the game. Uh, you walk out. Some of them did. Some of them didn't. Yes, we, we understand you don't like things. But I, the fact that NBC and Sky, as reported by The Athletic, that they're talking about it, that they're mentioning that the, that the Glazers' chants are, are being sung out loud, that the ownership that's coming to the games are, are are seeing these things happen, those are good things. Is it changing anything? No. No. But it's good to see that fans are saying that they understand that the, the main bottom line issue and problem is the failed ownership of the Glazers. It's been 17 years of crap. So, yes, the, the protests have not been great. But I think they're I've, hilarious. I've, I've, never, I've never organized a protest before. I've only, I've only been to one my whole life. So I would love to continue continuously see it. I think it's needed. I love seeing the gold and yellow, the green. I love it. But I think ultimately your point's very valid. They're not as organized or as constructive as you would like to see. But the fact that people are out there in the thousands... And it's not just one or two thousand. If you look at the one that was the seventeen for seventeen, there was a lot of people in that protest. Made no sense because you came to the game, but I understand your point. You're trying to make a point to not just the fans at United, but all around the world. We understand what the major issue is. So no, the execution needs to be a little bit better. But I, I think if you look at the seventeen for seventeen, that's a brand new group of fans i can't remember the name but the athletic mentioned them and, and of what their name is and how many they thought would come and how many actually came it far exceeded their expectations even. so so no i'm not going to give them an a for execution but for effort for getting out there and trying just to to say hey this is this is the problem me and you would have been right there but we might not have gone in we might have went to the pub and watched the game but i think we would have protested i don't think there's anything wrong with telling how you feel and doing it peacefully. You know, that, that Liverpool situation, though nobody got hurt, that was just a hot mess. It worked, but it was a hot damn mess. So, you know, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say, it was great. You see how many people didn't show up? You came to the game. <laughs> That's the whole point. Yep. So they're not giving up their season tickets. And I think for me, unfortunately, if, if it would have, I hate to say this because it's sacrilegious, had we been losing in the 73rd minute, because you yeah. imagine people might have left and it might have been a better protest, but this is the first time we've been at the stadium where people have actually been able to cheer. Hey, So they stayed and they cheered. They, the, the, the Glazers need to send Ronaldo a fucking Ferrari. You know what I mean? And Mata Ferrari. Well, yeah, they are every week. They're, pay, they're paying him half a million yeah. dollars. They need to send his ass to Ferrari saying thank you for not making us look like fools on national television because that's what happened. 
You know what I mean? That's why everybody's like, I didn't. I was like, dude, you ever, you, like you said, you were excited about the style of play. I mean, it's like, dude, where the hell has this been the whole fucking season? You know, and then, and then, and then you see some idiot waiting. Hey, let's go, guys. Let's go. Fucking some dumbass. It's like, dude. First of all, your protest, when the game started, it looked like 70%, you know, not even 80% full. There's still people there. Yeah, they mentioned you in pregame. Eh. But your protests don't mean shit. You know why? Who's counting the bills after every match? Is it UEC? No. It's not me. It's the fucking Glazers. Money, 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 money. It's like Jerry Jones. Hey, good press or bad press, as long as you're talking about me, that's all that matters. That's Jerry Jones' thing. As long as you're talking about me. doesn't matter if it's bad or good, as long as you're talking about me, because you know why? That makes me money. So your little protests, your little, like, outside the thing, getting the getting the getting uh, everybody to acknowledge you, that only makes them money. Because you know why? Everybody's clicking on the fucking game to watch it. Where you want to hit them? <laughs> when you want to hit them? Don't buy merchandise. Don't buy season tickets. Don't buy that. Lose money and make them hit their pocket. But Manchester United fans are so fucking stupid that they can't do that. They want to do this dumbass protest that don't work. So get the fuck over it. Glazers aren't going anywhere until you stop Lining their pockets, fans. I'm sorry to be so truthful to you. It hurts. The truth hurts. But stop bitching about the Glazers because they ain't going anywhere. As a Dallas Cowboy fan, Jerry Jones ain't going fucking anywhere. You know why? Because people still keep buying shit. We haven't won shit in 25, 26, 27 years. We haven't won a Super Bowl then. We're still the number one team in the world, just like Manchester United's number three team in the world, or four team, behind people that won shit. Think about that. We haven't won anything since 2013, meaningful, and we're still the most, one of the most lucrative teams in the world. And it's because people like you that want to protest some bullshit, oh, let's, let's, let's have fans, let's walk out, blah, bullshit. Hit them where their fucking pockets are. I, I'm tired of saying this. Because you know why? I'm tired of saying, blame the Glazers. Blame the Glazers. No, blame you for fucking lining the Glazers' pockets. Blame all y'all that line the Glazers' pockets. If you want to bitch, bitch about that. Bitch about yourselves that line the Glazers' pockets. Because they ain't going anywhere. Nah, you're breaking up. I got you. You're you're good. I hear you. You good? I you're in and out. It was it was good, and you were just in and out. I just want you to make sure play it back to make sure it goes through, and uh, if not, it edit was, it. It was recording. It was recording. It was recording. Okay. All right, EC. I'm starting to get up my high horse. I'm sorry. That's all. It's a good horse to get on. I I like it. Uh, you see, uh, let's end it on a positive note. All right, let's end this this podcast on a positive note because 
It is the one, two, three, one, two, three. The third time, right? Third time. The Man City will not win the Champions League this. Right. Hope. Hopefully, Pep leaves. <laughs> well, I mean, champ- they, they lost. They shit the bed, basically. I watched. I was watching the match, and I went off to do something like when the seventy-fifth minute. I want to say, and I'm like, dude, this sucks. It's gonna be a Liverpool Man City match. Who the Who the hell am I gonna root for? Because fuck Liverpool, and I hate fucking City. And then who do I mean? Who do I want? And I'm already thinking about that. I'm already thinking about who do I don't want to root for. And then I come back, and then it's three, three, one, three, one extra time, or overtime. I'm sorry. I'm like, what the fuck? What happened? You know? And luckily, thank God, man, Real Madrid held it out. I don't. I'm not a big fan. Other since Ronaldo left Madrid. I'm not a big fan, but thank God they won because now I can root for Madrid in the final to prevent Liverpool from winning. <laughs> and I know it doesn't, look, it doesn't look good in our league, you know. It doesn't look good, but fuck it. I, I don't want them to win, you know what I mean? And thank God City's not in it. And like you said, who knows if Pep Guardiola is going to stick around. I don't know. What do you think? I think, for me, anyways, it's it's good for me because I, you know, Liverpool has a chance to do a quad. So, you know, any anybody that can stop that from happening would be great because, like I said, it's not like they don't have a history of winning everything for several decades. They do that, and so uh, anybody that can stop that from happening that would be great. And I think. If you look at the likes of Real, I mean Kareem. If you know Kareem should be up there for Ballon d'Or. I think he's just playing yeah. lights out um, this season. Uh, even Vinny, who you know has been injury prone in the past, he's playing really well as well. Um, so, you know, I think those guys are riding a high. The doubles on for those guys. What a double that would be too to win the league and then win Champions League. So, um, you know, I'll be rooting for him. Um, that's that's one of those teams that I've over the years, like many others, I love watching them play because they've just they've had so much talent come through that club. Um, but no, it's for me, it's just one of those things where it's like I can't have Liverpool win the league and win the yep. FA Cup and win the Champions. I mean, I, I don't want to have to hear Liverpool fans anymore. The, those the Scousers, the, just the accent alone drives me nuts. I I hate hearing Carragher talk. So. <laughs> If they, I mean, and he's on the broadcast for for Paramount, so you can only imagine how much crap he's going to be talking if if they win. So, no, I'm rooting for Madrid all day long. You know, hopefully they hopefully they can uh, come up with the win. Hell yeah, I'm rooting for, <laughs> for Madrid. I mean, I don't know other than Benzema, Modric, and Tony Kroos and Courtois. I don't really know many players on the team. But hey, it prevents it prevents Liverpool from winning a, a, a title, and maybe hey, City prevents them winning for the league. But City looked pretty beaten up after that match today. I have to admit. Uh, yeah, hopefully, and that that's the thing that's scary. Yeah, hopefully they don't crap the bed, you know, at the weekend. So let's see what happens. You see, we have a game 
Saturday, right? Is it Saturday? Yes, uh, Saturday. Uh, it's obviously it's an away game, um, so that that kind of sucks. But right, uh, yeah, we have another game. Uh, hope hopefully we can get another win. Brighton and uh, another dirty. Brighton. I don't think they've got anything to really play for at this point. I mean, they've just, they've secured the fact that they'll be in the league again next season. Um, you know, so it's more of a prideful situation where you're just you just want to win the game. Um, obviously, their coach uh, kind of went through a high where he was going to be the next thing, and then that kind of died off as they kind of curtailed their season as well. But ninth place for Brighton, I think that's a good spot to where they're in. So you want to go there and show well. You played well against uh, Brentford last week, so you just want to have back-to-back a repeat in the season on the high. And also, we know Arsenal are, are prone for puking down their legs, so who knows what could happen. They they both lose both their last games. We win both of our last games when we get in. So um, I'm looking at it from a perspective of I'm I'm fearful that we can, get, we can get slapped, but I also know that we have it in us to play a great game. You just never know what you're going to get from this, from this team. So um, I'm going to predict a draw, a 1-1 draw. Um, I think it's going to be pretty pretty boring of a game. I don't think it's going to be exciting at all. Um, but I think we go on the road, and I think we can score a goal against them. But I definitely think with their home crowd, I think they score 1-2, and I think it'll be a one-all draw. Man, you see, after the last performance, you think a one-all draw? Dang. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so high off the last win. Uh, fuck it. You know, I'm going to go. Hell, I'm going to go 3 0. I'm going to go 3 0 this game. You know what? Ronaldo's going to. Wow. Say, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm so high off the last game and the way we played. And who knows what if he plays Mata again? You think? I don't know. Um, but Varane and, 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 and Lindelof need to play. The back line needs to be the same. Um. Can Vidic put in another? Because Monday, Monday, so it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, has four days of rest. So Vidic in the middle. Bruno on the left looked pretty good. Uh, and Ilanga. And Ronaldo is Ronaldo. He's a freak. I mean. So you don't, you don't think the same lineup could put, a, put, you know, put three in against in Brighton? I know they're good defensively, so... That's you know you're right you know one one would wouldn't surprise me, but after what happened at the week uh, Brentford I I want to be I want to be positive you see let let me come up, let me let's be positive. No, I I love positive you know that uh, I'm just I'm looking at it from the perspective of the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde that is United right now yeah. and I can see us going on the road and just you're like who who are they. And I'm going to go, that's Manchester United. That's what we've been. We've been great, then we suck. Then we're great, then we suck. Then we're great for a couple of games, then we suck for a couple of games. So, no, I'm, I'm expecting this the suck to come back. You know, I, I don't think he's going to start the same lineup. I hope he does. Um, you know, I hope he plays the same exact lineup, same positions, all those things. Um, because if he does, it's going to be very difficult for us to get beat. But if he doesn't, and you see Fred, who's came on late with McTominay, it's going to be a different game. If you see Rashford instead of Alanga, it's going to be a different game. Um, if you see Bruno in the 10, it's going to be a different game. So I hope he plays the same lineup, but I just I can foresee him doing something 
to where he goes, that was the farewell. Now back to my reality. I think that's what's going to happen. I hope I'm wrong. Well, Debbie Downer. Now you're Debbie Downer. Anyways, you see. All right. Yeah, you got 1-1, one, one, yeah. and I got 3-0. But uh, at least I'm being a little optimistic here, which I think the, our roles our, our roles have turned on this podcast. Um, you see. <laughs> All right, you see. Well, it's been uh, shit. It's been a lot. You know, we've talked about almost two hours. So, um, yeah, we're done. You know, the, we, we covered pretty much everything. Let's uh, let's reconvene after uh, after we uh, the Brighton match next week. And then we have one more match. And then we have the summer to look forward to, you see. And then we have Ten Hag's reign to come. You know, his, um, you know, his reign as a manager. And then let's see what happens. Let's let's hope for you know. Let's hope for the best. All right. I'm feeling it. I love it. Great podcast once again. That was absolutely amazing. All right, guys. Y'all take care. Y'all uh, and mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day. If there are any mothers that listen to us, um, y'all that have mothers out there, go make sure that you um, or wives as well. Uh, that have children, uh, make sure you go hug your mothers and hug your wives and thank them for the um, for everything they've given us, you know, as fathers and, and sons. Uh, it's a special weekend. I know mother, I, I always bullshit about Valentine's Day, but uh, I take special, special heart to Mother's Day uh, because they, there's not, there's not a day in this, in, in the year that we can't thank our mothers because, you know, they're, you know, they, they're our mothers. So happy Mother's Day to everyone. Uh, we love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. And Lucky Diaz, we're yet.